0: la 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 do la 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 do la 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 do la 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 do la 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 do la 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 do la do la 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 do la 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 do la 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 do
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all new episode of Wonderfilled Week. I am your host, Caitlin Corey. Today, I welcome postpartum doula, infant sleep solutions coach, Bangkung style belly bind artist, and mother of four, Andrea Lusitano. Andrea is the trained post birth maternal care specialist behind Upon Arrival, and her mission as a postpartum doula is to mother the new mother and her family by providing support services and local resources that gently guide them through the life-changing experience of early postpartum parenthood and beyond. Andrea poses the question, if the postpartum period is held as sacred in many cultures around the world, why should it be any different here? She is a firm believer in holding space for this precious time in life and keeping it as worry-free and comfortable as possible. Many women plan for the birth of a baby, But what about the birth of a mother? In many ways, a postpartum doula is your link to the modern-day village of old. Many resources and expertise gathered together in one easy-to-access form, ready to heal, pamper, and support the newborn mother in the way she so deserves. Andrea shared this beautiful quote with me by the mystic Rajneesh. The moment a child is born, the mother is also born. She never existed before. The woman existed. But the mother? Never. A mother is something absolutely new. Without further ado, let's welcome Andrea Luzitano to the program. You never heard
0: of that. It's, nothing, of that. it's, it's nothing new. It's Ooh, what women always done. did from the beginning and left all left. over the world. Do-la-la-la, do-la-la-la, do-la-la-la-love. Do-la-la-la, do la la
1: Hello Andrea, welcome to Wonderfilled Week. Hello, thanks for having me. Of course, I'm so excited to have you on. I am so inexperienced in the world of doulas and the role of doula, so I'm very excited to learn from you, a professional. I think personally in recent years, I have become more familiar with doulas in mainstream media. So in TV and movies, I see doulas in action. But what I didn't realize is that they're a different type of doula. So you are a postpartum doula. I had never heard of that. So can you tell me a little bit about what is the difference between a doula, a postpartum doula? And I think there are other kinds of doulas as well. And can you give us a little history about the tradition?
2: Sure, absolutely. So... Um, Yes, there are many types of doulas out there, so the most commonly known type is the birth doula, but there are also postpartum doulas, fertility doulas, bereavement doulas, and even end-of-life doulas who work with um, older people and then their families. So the term doula simply means support person. So basically anywhere you need support, there's probably a doula for that. So birth doulas are the most well-known type, somebody you hire to support you in preparing for and going through childbirth. And that's not surprising because of our baby-centric culture. So we focus on like a big baby shower and preparing for birth. And birth is the big event at the end of the tunnel, right? And so birth doulas are becoming really popular these days, which is wonderful because it's a big event in your life and having support um, for that is, is wonderful. People often get them uh, confused with midwives. So um, midwives are actually medical personnel who were trained medically to care for the mother during childbirth and the baby, but doulas are non-medical. All doulas are non-medical unless they're already a nurse or something like that, which some some nurses do become doulas later. So a birth doula is someone you hire for birth and they're there to help you and the partner, your partner go through childbirth. A lot of people think that, oh, my husband will be there. My partner will be there. I don't need a doula. But sometimes birth can be really overwhelming to your partner because they don't really know what to expect at all. I know my husband didn't really know where to even stand in the hospital room for our first birth. He didn't like by the fourth one, he was kind of a pro, but um, but he didn't really know what to do. And the medical personnel tend to, you know, they're tending to you as a patient. So they, they kind of just push him aside, like, oh, get out of the way, sir. You know, so having a doula there to support him is important, too. Um, and they'll give you all the tools you need to, for pain management, like natural pain management, like position, positioning and things like that. Um, and they also can, they also can help advocate for you in birth. Cause a lot of times when you're in the moment, I mean, you're focused on your body and you are being told all these different things, especially if you're in the hospital and a lot of times your birth plan kind of goes out the window. Cause you literally forget what it was and your doula is there to be like, actually you wanted to do these three things, you know? Um, And she's also there to remind you that it doesn't always go the way it's supposed to go, uh, according to you, but it always has a, a positive outcome in most cases and she's there to keep you kind of grounded.
1: I love that. I love that it's such a support system. You know, it's true because I think people do think, you know, my partner will be there. So that's my person who's gonna be there for emotional support. But I think oftentimes, you know, in this partnership, I think the person who's not giving birth is still, like you said, very overwhelmed. It's a a change in life for them too. It's not necessarily happening to their body, but this is a big life event for both people involved. And I think, you know, they need a little support too. And like you said, a doula is a support person. I love what you said when you say you support not only the person in labor, but also their partner. So this is not just exclusive to the person giving birth. You're there as a support system for this expectant family, right?
2: Exactly. Yes. That's very true. Also, sometimes if you have a home birth, there's children present and they can like, you know, distract the children, or like, or if you want them to be part of the birth, they can make sure that happens. They kind of take your plan for birth and they like try to execute it as best as possible, but also help you to understand that birth is really fluid. Like your body's gonna do what it's gonna do. And you kind of have to go with it or like medical things might need to happen because it doesn't always go to plan. So trying to plan every single thing isn't realistic. And they're there to remind you of that when you feel really out of control. And when your partner, like I know my husband said that it was hard for him to watch me in pain, didn't know what to do because um, you don't usually see your partner like that. You know, like to, he, he would be able to have support from the doula to um, know that it's totally normal. It's like uh, your body knows what it's doing and it's everything's OK, you know, or send him to get some coffee or something like take a break stuff like that. So
1: definitely. So you mentioned birth plan and that is something even not having children. I hear that phrase a lot, birth plan. We're making our birth plan. Now that is something that happens between the couple, I assume, but is would a doula be part of that planning as well?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, So, I mean, I'm not a birth doula, but I have helped clients make a birth plan along with a postpartum plan. So a birth plan is just going into it. Like you can find templates online for free that are just like, I do want pain meds. And if I want pain meds, I want these kind of pain meds. Or or you could put something in there like, I have scoliosis, so I'm not sure if i an epidural. You can like write that down so that you can just hand it to them. I mean, obviously that your medical people will have like your background and stuff. But a lot of times, um, I mean, I've gotten to the hospital where I've forgotten to fill out the paperwork for the hospital before. And I got in there at like nine centimeters and they're trying to ask me all these questions. And I had to just hand them my birth plan. I was like, it's in here, you know? Um, so it's really easy just to have it all on paper and your preferences on paper. You can even put things like, I want it to be dark or quiet, or no, I want someone to talk to me. I don't want to be touched or I do want to be touched, that kind of thing. Something you don't tend to think about that makes a difference. Cause when you're in labor, you're like kind of in this like primal, you know, space that like, you know, sometimes if you're a really touchy feely person, you might not want to be touched during birth, but you won't even know that, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's really interesting. You kind of just go into like animal mode and like. I mean, I went into my own head and like focused meditation kind of thing, but a lot of people like to be talked to and like distracted and stuff like that. So that kind of stuff can go into your birth plan as well as any interventions you want or don't want.
1: That's so interesting because not having children, so not having gone through that, I always thought a birth plan was like, I do want an epidural or I don't want an epidural. And that was pretty much maybe all I ever thought. And like, you you don't think about those things, but you're right when you say it's a primal experience. And I think uh, the role of a doula, I'm just thinking it through, like, I think that would be extremely helpful because you're in this immense amount of pain or pressure and change and you're going through something primal, but this person knows where you stand. They have, you know, your plan in mind and they're calm and they know, and they're not going through the primal. So they can sort of be like your voice when you can't really express properly. I think that's amazing. Now you mentioned, I know you're a mother of four. Mm-hmm. Did you use a doula or a postpartum doula? And did your birth experience inspire you to become a postpartum doula? Or were you already on track for that?
2: So I, I did not use a doula. Um, looking back, I kind of wish I had a postpartum doula, um, but I didn't really know, I didn't know postpartum doulas existed either until um, I was well, very well in my pregnancy with my fourth. I knew what birth doulas were and it always sounded interesting to me. Um, and I was kind of looking into that eventually because I'm like a birth nerd. But um, I found out that my birthing style was, I felt really comfortable in the hospital I gave birth at with the midwives I chose. And I felt very well supported in that environment because like I was saying, I'm uh, like an, an independent birther, like I like to be in my own head, not really being spoken to very much, not being touched very much. I'm kind of like focused on my myself. Um, and, and then my husband being like just being there was support enough for me just because that was my style. And I knew this after I had my first baby, I kind of realized that was my like style of of birthing. So um, I didn't think a birth doula would have been um, from in my specific case, I I, I probably would have absolutely benefited from it. But I didn't feel like it was a totally needed thing for me in particular. But for other women, if they had traumatic births, or if they have a history of anxiety or something like that, it can be incredibly, incredibly therapeutic to have somebody there for birth. For postpartum, though, I happen to have a really solid support system. So my mother lives nearby, and she would come over and do the doula stuff for me. And I was also really lucky enough that she wasn't very biased, so she let me mother the way I wanted to mother, and she kind of, like, just did what I needed her to do, which is what a good doula will do. They'll support you in what you want to do. So I already kind of had a doula in my, in my mother and, and my mother-in-law, but a lot of people hire postpartum doulas because they love their family and their family wants to help, but sometimes their family has completely different parenting styles than they do. Or they try to like just steamroll over like breastfeeding, or they steamroll over like the baby's sleep schedule, or they just want to hold the baby all day, and then the mother ends up hosting, that kind of thing. So um, I was looking up for my support system didn't do that. So um, I didn't hire a postpartum doula, but I definitely looked into it. But then my mother just kind of started showing up for me. So... I found out that she was a really good doula. (laughs)
1: Right. Yeah. It runs in (laughs) the family. Yeah. So how did you get into this field? You know, after you've had your four children, what made you, what inspired you to change sort of career paths and go into this world?
2: I realized that I was incredibly lucky to have the support I had. And I would tell people about, like they would ask me about my experience postpartum and I would describe it. And they would, a lot of them would say, oh, I wish I had that. Or, oh, I wish my mother was like, you know, supportive of of XYZ or like, oh, my mother lived with me for a month, but she really just like made a big mess or or like, you know, or didn't like, didn't let me breastfeed. Like, I always feel like didn't let me breastfeed or didn't let me do this and let me do that. And um, a lot of people ended up just like I said, hosting for their family and friends who were well-meaning. And I realized that I was really lucky to have the support system and Not everyone, like most people don't have that in this day and age. So I wanted to be that support system. And then I started researching about like that kind of stuff. And I realized that when I went to my mom groups and things like that, I would give advice and that people would ask me for advice. People would ask me my experience and I would tell them and I would tell them about the latest baby gadgets that I use or what I did for this and that. And then I realized looking into it, that that was actually what postpartum doulas do and it's a job. And I didn't realize it was a career. And I was doing that anyway for fun with my friends and I was like, oh, I can just gush about birth and like help people with babies like and get paid like that sounds awesome. So it's a super duper rewarding career and it, I was doing it anyway without realizing it for my friends and family. So
1: I think that's huge. You already had the passion and you just feel that into your purpose and and now you have a job that you're really passionate about and it's always new. And, and while I'm sure many elements are the same, I'm sure every case by case is a little different and you learn something new and you have different experiences with each birth and each family that you partner with. Now, what can someone expect from a postpartum doula? And what questions should we ask when we're interviewing to try to find a good fit? Basically, what makes a good doula?
2: Okay, yeah. So um like I was saying, but birth doulas are there for the birth. Um and they could do one postpartum visit afterwards, just check in on how the birth went for you and then how like your mood is going. But a postpartum doula will come in after the baby's born. They're not there for the birth. They might meet you before birth, but they don't go to the birth. So they come in and they can spend anywhere from like a few days during the first week to a couple days a week for the first three months with you and your family. Um and they what they do when they're there is they kind of become the village. So like the the saying, it takes a village. It used to be in all cultures, like from around the globe, that it used to be people would live close together, near family and friends. So you live walking distance, or even in the same house as your aunt or your sister or your mother, or just anybody who like knew knew and loved you. And they would just kind of take over when you had a baby and without even having to ask. And they would just take care of you. And in a lot of of less developed countries, it's still a thing. That's still like the Family unit is still very strong, but sometime after the industrial revolution, jobs became scarce. People would travel for their jobs. So then, you know, airplanes became a thing. People could literally move across the country for a job away from their friends and family. Um, They didn't know their neighbors because people became wary of strangers and things like that and didn't really want to get to know their neighbors. And then, of course, the women's rights movement is incredibly important, but it also left women thinking that they had to be totally independent to like prove a point that they could be equal. And they stopped asking for help. And it's considered a weakness when really it's a strength to realize that you need help. And it's the kind of the same taboo, like you were saying in your um, previous podcast with men and mental health, uh, men don't feel like they can ask for help either. And the women tried to become equal with that, you know. So um, it's just it goes back to really the stigma on mental health in general, and being superwoman and like doing, doing it all. And you don't have to do it all, you know. So it's the mindset still really prevalent. So a postpartum doula can help remedy that. So we can be your village. So what you can do is um, if you look for postpartum doulas in your area, um, you can kind of ask yourself what you want your postpartum to look like. So do you want a doula who's there in the daytime who can help you with like you don't know anything about babies? Maybe they can show you how to swaddle or newborn care. Or they can um, cook nutritious meals for you that are specific to postpartum care, like recovery. I mean, they can let you sleep while they hold the baby, like all this practical stuff. Or do you want someone who's there at night? Some doulas are overnight and they'll bring the baby to you to breastfeed or they'll give the baby a bottle while you sleep, that kind of thing. And they get the baby on like a pretty good sleep schedule and, um, and like for you and stuff like that and just let you rest. Or do you want your postpartum to be, um, you know, going out and about with your older kids with the baby, but the doula comes along to kind of like just, have I an extra set of hands. So there's somebody out there for everyone. You just have to think about like what you want your ideal postpartum to look like and make a postpartum plan, which I actually offer for um, for free to people who are interested in services. I'm like, hey, just I'll do a call with you and we can make a postpartum plan together. And then at least you have that, you know, at the very least you have like what you want your postpartum to look like, and then local resources that can help you get there. So we kind of bring the village to you. So postpartum doulas can um, cook for you and things like that, but they can also um, arrange meal trains. If you know people in your circle that will um, will be interested in it, you can um, have them sign up for a meal train to bring different meals on different days for your freezer. And they can hook you up with mental health experts in the area, because obviously doulas are non-medical, but they can hook you up with people that they, that they vetted, you know, that they know they can also suggest to you like mom groups in the area, or they can go with you to mom groups in the area. Make sure that your social life is what you want it to be. Or if you don't want any social life, that's fine. They can bounce people for
1: you. <laughs> that kind of thing. Wow. I want a doula for my everyday life. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: It's like a, yeah, exactly. It's like a very specific personal assistant who has your well being in mind. <laughs> You're hiring your old grandma who like does what you, exactly what you want to do with, with mothering, you know, attention of yourself and they try to support you in whatever you choose to do
1: so many interesting things jumped out at me you're so right I didn't realize that so many things have contributed to this idea of being Wonder Woman doing it all not asking for help you're 100% right all those things have led us here where we don't want to ask for help we're supposed to be this picture perfect Instagram photo mother where everyone's dressed alike everything's perfect the house is clean you get your quote-unquote like pre- baby body, like it's so much pressure. And I feel like what you're doing is sort of like peeling the onion and saying you have to get in some ways back to basics. You know, this is a very short time, you know, postpartum. Is it, would you consider it like, is it like the first three months or how long is that?
2: So postpartum often, it's so funny in our culture, I've had to change my terminology to post-birth doula because postpartum just means depression to a lot of people, which says, it says something, it says something about how we think of, postpartum. Um, postpartum just means like newly given birth pretty much. So that's like the first, I like to say it's the first three months, but it can really be like, it can be like a year or two, like a first, some doulas offer like services for the first year too. Like if you have a six month old, that's like not sleeping and you need rest, you can have a postpartum doula come in for a six month old. You know, um, just because you're not like freshly postpartum doesn't mean you don't need help and they'll, they'll take care of you as well as the baby. But there's also like newborn care specialists who are more into like the baby's care, but postpartum doulas are there for the mom and the family as a unit. So the baby and the family.
1: It's so true. Postpartum, when I do hear it, I initially and immediately think of postpartum depression. It's so interesting you say that because that's the only time I really hear that word and then that's the affiliation. I feel like in our culture, the only things that we like think about as far as pregnancy is uh, gender reveal and baby showers and you know, all that sort of stuff. But there's, it's so much more than that. And I feel like it is a big decision. I was actually just listening to a podcast, the Be There in Five podcast and she's like a childless millennial, 33. So I obviously really related. And she was like, something that people don't talk about is that this is a big deal. She's like, and I wanna be able to say, I'm afraid. This is something very new. And I think that we don't always get the, the chance to express that to our family or friends, or you might get looked down upon for feeling that way.
2: Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah. Especially if, um, yeah, it's like yeah, the culture really focuses on like, you know, the celebration of it. And um, mom's never asked if she's excited or nervous. You know, they're like, Oh, you excited? You excited? It's like, maybe she's not, maybe she's nervous, you know? And then afterwards, like a lot of people are blindsided by the afterbirth. They're like, okay, I prepped for this birth this whole time. And now I'm home and I have this little alien and I don't even know this person. You know, they don't, you don't know each other and you have to just figure out what to do. And you don't even know that postpartum doulas are out there to help. And like, you feel like you have to do it by yourself and they really don't know. People kind of just like bring you food and they go home. Yeah, you know, totally. Yeah. Once yeah, the so. baby's
1: born, everyone's excited about the gender reveal, the baby showers and the announcement, of course. But then I think that, you know, people kind of forget in those three months when you're home, like sort of white knuckling it through those first three months, people are just like, oh yeah, they had a baby and they sort of forget about it. Like their role has ended.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's amazing that the training I took for postpartum doula is um, called Newborn Mothers Collective. And she has a whole book written that's um, called when a, when a baby is born, so is a mother. She's called Newborn Mothers. And um, her book is all about like the science behind baby brain, which is amazing to me. I'm, so your brain literally rewires itself when you're when you're pregnant. Uh, the hormones going through your brain and stuff like literally make it so that your priorities are changing and that that really confused feeling you have if like you're in a daze kind of and you can't remember what you were going to say. That's because your brain is like literally like re- reworking itself for motherhood um, and changing the way you think so um, after like a couple of years, you go back to a baseline, but like for a few years, you're just like, where am I? What am I doing? But it's because your brain is like working to be the best mother it can be kind of thing. And it happens to partners too, through experience, but for women, it's for, for hormones. It's really interesting.
1: Wow. That is really interesting. Cause I hear people say mom brain, but I think it's sort of just like, oops, like I just have so much going on mom brain. I just forgot, but it's really a real scientific thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of studies on it now and a new, new area of studies, but there is, it's the person who I took the training from described it as like, imagine you have a bookshelf in your head and it's like over your whole life, you put the books in order, like alphabetically the way you want them and like on topics that you find interesting at the top and, you know, and then when you have a baby or when you get pregnant, even with hormones and stuff going through, or when you adopt a baby, um, your bookshelf gets knocked over and then you put them all back on the shelf, but they're all out of order or there's different topics up there or the priorities that used to be at the top are now at the bottom of the shelf and stuff like that. It all just gets rewired and totally different.
1: That is a perfect way to describe it. That's like the visual of that is so spot on, I feel like. And I like too, the quote you gave me too, that says, you know, when a mother it's like a newborn mother when you have a baby I love that it's like you're also being born into this new role and you also need help and I'm a nanny and I remember when um the mom of the family I nanny for had her last baby I I was trying to be sort of like I'm. I'm hearing what you're saying and sort of like unofficially filling in as that postpartum doula like just being that support system and what I used to say to her is every mother needs a wife that's what i would sort of say like every mother needs like the wife who's going to do the things and i know that's like stereotypical or traditional but you do need that care and like sometimes you do need someone to take the baby so you can eat and nourish yourself your body just went through something is it considered traumatic it feels like it's traumatic so your body's going through a big change
2: yeah it can be it's definitely transformational for sure um like, I always like to say, like, I mother, mother, the new mother, mother, the new family, like, you're like a mom on call, kind of, and like, you've been there, but you're not biased. So it's like, easy to like, have them talk to you about emotional things that they might not mention to their own mom, they don't want to worry their mom, right? So, but like, I'm trained in um, maternal mental health. So like, I'm not a health specialist or anything for, um for me- mental health, but I can make referrals. And like, I know the red flags. But Sometimes if your mother is there, like she might not recognize those red flags because she's in it with you, you know, um, or if like your sister is there or like just anybody, but, um, just someone who kind of knows what to look for with that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's definitely like hiring a a mom to come and like, you know, mommy, make me soup, mommy, tuck me in, you know, that kind of thing. So like, all you have to do is you can like, you can, if I have a client, like she's allowed to just sit in bed with her baby all day, like that is fine. And I know our culture says that like, oh, you have to like get back on the horse and go, go, go. And it's like, you don't, you, you can, you can sit in your bed for a week and just breastfeed. It's okay. You know, and also like, you don't have to breastfeed. You can bottle feed, like, it, but this doula will not mind whatever you choose. Like she knows stuff like fact, facts, based evidence on like the stuff that you want to do. Like she has all the evidence-based information for you to make the decision and stuff like that. Um, Or if she can't find it, she will go find it for you and um, make you feel okay in your decisions, as long as it's safe and she'll be able to help you with the decisions you wanna make for your own personal mothering or fathering style and help with siblings who might not understand that baby's gonna live there forever and stuff like that. So yeah, everybody's going through a big adjustment.
1: Definitely, it sounds to me like a good doula would be someone who's supportive clearly, empathetic, non-judgmental, unbiased. you sort of have to like work with this new family to their style. So you're adaptable. I think these are the qualities to look for when hiring a postpartum doula to find a good fit. Something else I like that you mentioned is you're mothering the new mother but also the family because I did wonder about that. So what role does the partner play in the relationship between doula and the laboring mother? Is the, so basically, is the doula you're saying is involved with the entire family unit, not just the birthing mother. So it's not like uh, excluding the partner or the family in any way.
2: Right. Not at all. So um, birth doulas and postpartum doulas, all doulas are there for everybody who's involved, everyone who needs support. So the birth doula will know all the tips and tricks to get through labor and you know um, positions to ease pain and then the, easing the nerves of the partner. And she has the tools for the job and she won't just do them for you, but she'll teach you and your family how to use them. So she believes in your abilities. She's not there to do stuff for you. And in postpartum, she's not there to take care of the baby. So you don't have to, but she's there to help you and your family learn the trade. So she's like a hub of resources. So she basically, her job is to work herself out of the job. Like any, any mother who's raising a child, eventually when that child has grown up, like you kind of step back and they're they're an independent person and you taught them everything you knew and now they are grown up and they're in the world. Um, postpartum doulas are there to not be needed anymore. They're there to teach you what they know based on your questions and then make you feel very confident in your unique parenting ability after you uncover it. And then they're there to leave you totally independent, but also with the knowledge that you can ask for help at any time and be, being okay with that. Too, um, and how to like advocate for yourself when you need to. So their, their job is to work themselves out of the job and move on to the next, like, like Mary Poppins, right. She's saying to move right. on to the next family. Right. So I kind of think.
1: I love that. I love that. <laughs> now I do have a, like a logistics question. So if you are working with a family, do you work with one family at a time as a postpartum doula? So you can be sort of on call or can you <laughs> work with many families at once?
2: Um, so it depends on the doula. So um, I have lots of kids at home, and I do have childcare. But I like to take like one or two clients a month at most, if, if it's maybe three, if some people like to have, um, like one shift, like it's gifted to them from like a family member, because you can give part of doula packages as gifts, which is a great baby shower gift, by the way. But some people will, ha- will have like one shift. So if there's a one shifter, then I might take three clients in a month. But I like to do one or two because it helps me focus on that family and what they need. And a lot of times they'll need like three shifts in a week, like every other day, or they might need like one one shift a week for you know, a whole month, that kind of thing. So to make sure I have time for everyone, then I like to um, take one or two clients. Um, but I know some doulas take, take a few more. If They have like, program at home or something like that and they have more time they can do that
1: and then I have another logistics question about boundaries so Mm -hmm. when you do work with families are you on call all the time do you have specific days do you like how do you sort of draw the line when you're going into their in and out of their worlds oh yeah during that time
2: yeah that's a that's a a hard one it's one of the first things I thought of when making my business because I do have a family life so as a, as a birth doula, you're kind of on call for like the four four weeks before and two weeks after the the due date and you can get called anytime, obviously with labor. So I purposely didn't go the birth dual route because right now it's not realistic for me with the small kids at home. but but postpartum work, um, it's it's kind of a little bit of both. So like you don't know unless there's a c-section planned, you don't know when the mother is going to go into labor. So you kind of you know her due date, And you kind of know, like, you know, if there's anything that could indicate, like, early or late birth, you know, that kind of thing. But really, like, she'll call you from the hospital and be like, we're done, you know. And then she'll be like, are you free next week? You know, that kind of thing. So you kind of establish, like, what she feels she needs when she's in the hospital. So you have, like, a three to four day, like, heads up, which is great for me. I can just call my my child care is on call. They know I have a client due soon. So um, I can just be like, oh, well, she's in labor. I'll see you guys next week. You know, that kind of thing. And then you kind of shifts from there. So um, you have a rough idea of how much help they want, but it gets solidified, like when they're in the hospital, then you can plan.
1: I would be afraid that they would feel that they could call you anytime and you'd always have to sort of drop what you were doing. But I think it's because boundaries are hard. And especially when you're basically becoming part of someone's family for that time, you know, I think that would be a hard thing to manage. But it seems like you have it figured out and. As structured as it can be.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. As, as much as it can be. I try to tell my clients that like, they do know I have kids at home and they know that like, I go to bed at like 10, you know? <laughs> um, so I do try to answer questions. If it's, if I get like a middle of the night call when they're nursing or call, text when they're, um, I don't I don't answer phone calls at night. I guess that's one thing. But I, they told me they can text me and if I'm awake, I'll try to get back to them. And I try to let them know like my rough family schedule. Um, and I, I do try to get back to them within like a few hours if it's like during the day. And at night, if they don't hear from me, then they know it's because I'm asleep. But at first thing in the morning, I'll get back to them with questions and, and resources and stuff. I always check in if they need me. And I've only had one or two clients who have like really called me a lot. Um, but usually they're busy too. <laughs> and um, or, or I'm coming for a shift soon. So they just wait until then kind of thing. Because a lot of their questions are hands-on questions too. So they want me there to like, you know, look at a breastfeeding position or look at a swaddle or something like that, or send me a picture sometimes. But um, usually they're pretty good about about boundaries. I feel like it's, it's really just kind of setting the tone at first and letting them know um, in my contract, I have my my hours, but I'm really flexible too. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. I have some some quickies now. These are misconceptions that people may have about doulas because it isn't super mainstream yet, but I feel like we're on our way and people are more open-minded, but These are some misconceptions that I've come across or maybe even had myself. Can Mm -hmm. men be doulas?
2: Mm -hmm. Yes, they can. They can, I love this question. So it's, it's currently uncommon But men can absolutely be doulas. I do find that they kind of get discriminated against in the field a little bit. But I mean, a lot of people who are birthing people um, don't identify as female. And they might be more comfortable with a male doula because of that reason. Or or any reason. A, A person who identifies as female might be more comfortable with a male doula for whatever reason, too. So it's really just finding who you want in the room with you or who you want in your home to help. And who you feel has the experience and support of nature to help you. And there's a doula out there that matches that description. Um, but yeah, okay. men can definitely be doulas. They can train and everything.
1: Okay. So do doulas only work with first-time moms? Or if you're on your fourth pregnancy, could you hire a doula for the first time?
2: Um, yeah, absolutely. So birth, postpartum, any kind of doula, you can hire at any time. So doulas work with um, first-time mothers, fifth-time mothers, adoptive mothers, and foster mothers. and Or families, not just mothers. Uh, special needs, uh, single fathers who might need help. They work with everybody. There's somebody out there for everyone. Anyone who needs support with birth or new parenthood or any specialized area, there's a doula for that.
1: Okay, see, I did wonder about that with same-sex couples, specifically men, when no one no one in the couple gave birth, but you can, you're still getting this life change and you're still up all night and you still don't know what you're doing maybe necessarily at first, so you can still hire a doula in that situation as well. I love this. Do you have to have children of your own to be a postpartum doula?
2: Um, No, I know a lot of uh, doulas of all types that don't have children yet or or, are not going to. Um, They just have to have the um, innate need to support and um, help fellow women and their families. So really, if if you get the education and you have the drive for it and you're interested in the topic, and helping and just keeping up with the current, current climate and, and uh, things surrounding birth, then you can absolutely be a doula without any kids.
1: Interesting. Okay. And I think this is sort of like maybe a, like a misconception or a stereotype that doulas wouldn't work with pregnancies that are involving C-sections or epidurals. I think in the movies and in TV doulas, midwives, are more like natural, it's seeming natural, but of course you also work with people who have C-sections and use epidurals.
2: Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, um, Mid- midwives uh, get that rap because they're not surgeons. So OBs are by trade surgeons. So they can do C-sections. Midwives can do everything that OB can do except for surgery. They, they can do everything else. And, uh, they, and they're usually in the room for the surgery, but they can't perform it. But they do work with women who um, have c section epidurals and so do doulas. So doulas are really just there to support you in whatever your birth and your experience Um, afterwards looks like they have they're trained for like c-section recovery like they can help you with like nursing positions or bottle feeding positions that'll like not hurt your incision they're there with evidence-based uh recovery practices for for both c-sections or epidurals if you if your back is having issues afterwards and stuff like that so um they can help with any type of birthing scenario even if they're like if if it's adoptive even they don't know if there's no birthing scenario you know that kind of thing And uh, I can also advocate for you, like I said before. If you have a specific birth plan, Um, a lot of women are unfortunately like mistreated during birth because they're in such a vulnerable state that they're kind of pushed around. So um, sometimes, not always. I had a wonderful hospital and birth experiences, but a lot of times the doula is there to know what you want and to tell people around what you want when you can't necessarily do it. So they can support all different types. Even if you're somebody who goes into it saying, no, I want a C-section. I don't want to go through birth, you know, natural birth anyway. um, The C-sections are obviously still birth, but um, they're there to advocate for whatever you want, any kind of birth. Yeah.
1: Wow. I love that. Okay. So you are a self-proclaimed birth nerd. (laughs) You are a mother of four and a trained professional. So I, I feel this is a great question for you. What advice would you give to first time expectant parents who are new to the parenthood world and feeling overwhelmed at the enormity of the birth process and life changes that they're about to experience any advice for an anxious person like me I know I would be extremely anxious.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I think everybody when you don't know what it's going to look like it's like what I have to do what like what is going to happen, you know, um, but. For me, I know some people get nervous when they read a lot about stuff. Oh, you know, don't look it up. But if you are like me and you really want to know all the things, then do your research, read some books and just take it easy because um, you don't have to know everything. You you're you'll find your way eventually. All of a sudden you'll have a 15 year old and you'll be like, oh, I was baby stage was easy compared to this, stuff, you know, and in birth, your body knows what to do. So just kind of knowing and trusting your body. And looking up the birth process and what your body's actually doing when you feel those pains really helped. That helped me to visualize what the reasoning for contractions were and why it hurt, you know, and then when you realize why it hurts, you find out you're actually not, you're not sick. Nothing's broken. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, even though if you're not in control of it, your body's doing it. Ask a lot of questions and know all your options. Some doctors will say things like, oh, I attend all my births. That might mean they do a lot of C-sections. So know all your options and kind of read between the lines about like what your hospital does and what it's known for and look at the rates of C-sections versus um, versus vaginal births and things like that. And then also same thing goes for parenthood. You can do it. Just think you can do it. Like affirmations help a ton and don't forget your postpartum plan as well as your birth plan. Like make, build your village, make a postpartum plan, you know, don't focus on hosting guests who want to hold the baby. You can, you know, give them the baby and then go take a nap. Don't, don't feel rude about it. Like you take care of you because when you're up at three in the morning and like feeding your baby nonstop, like it's totally worth it. It's a lot of work, but like, if you take care of you and have that mindset that it's temporary and and to enjoy it, then you're going to enjoy it a lot more than if you feel like you're supposed to be doing all the things and knowing everything about everything.
1: It makes so much sense. I always say that you can't pour from an empty cup. And I feel like right after you give birth, that's like something you should really keep in the forefront of your mind. Like you can't give everything if you don't restore yourself. And I think a lot of what we're learning today is like to put yourself, you know, high on your priority list as well. I think new mothers, new parents think like it's all about this new life and I have to just cater and put all my needs aside to cater to this child. But that's not necessarily true. And it's not actually necessarily the healthiest choice because you also need to be strong, as well. Right,
2: right. Yeah, absolutely. Someone needs to take care of you while you take care of the little baby.
1: Absolutely. I love that advice. Now, what about in the age of COVID? How are you postpartum doulaing? ing? Yeah, How does it work? Yeah,
2: it's tough. I'm just starting now to get people comfortable having clients or having people in their home, which is great. I'm also like, you know, wary too, because I have four small kids. And uh, my parents are here a lot and I don't want them to be at risk and stuff too. So um, I offer uh, all my services online right now, um, except like, like, like it's not, not all of them online. Like I, I, they all have like a sister program online. So like I do in-person visits now, but very limited. So I'll do, um, you know, one client a month um, as long as they've been kind of quarantining and agree to wear masks and things like that. And I I do too. And the job too, is like, I wash my hands constantly anyway. So like a lot of, the stuff I was already doing is is great with COVID, you know, and um, but everything I do has an online equivalent. So I do my belly binding online, I send it to the person and I do a video chat to show them how to use it. I do my sleep coaching online, I do um, the postpartum doula packages online too, like video calls or phone calls um, for questions, video um, demonstrations of how to swaddle that kind of stuff. I can't cook for you and online. But other than that, um, I can have groceries delivered that kind of stuff. So I've been trying to Be creative.
1: Um, I know. I think you do have to get creative, and I think uh, thank God for technology. You know, during this time, because you're still able to run your business and be that support system. It just looks a little different during COVID.
2: Yes, and I have had a few fully online clients. Um, I had one client who really just loved like talk therapy was a huge thing for her. So I'm not a therapist, but she would call me during the day and this is my baby's doing normal. Like, this is how I'm feeling like someone besides her husband that she could talk to and like, who's been there. Um, and, she, um, I had her as a client for two months and, um, she, she was, she really liked that format of video chatting and things like that. Um, cause for her, what she wanted for her ideal postpartum was just somebody to be there to make her not feel crazy, you know, like somebody to make her feel confident in what she was doing. That's what she wanted more than cooking and like, you know, uh, holding a baby so she can nap and stuff like that.
1: Right, I think it's important to know your needs and know yourself and know what's going to help you. Wow, this is okay, really quickly, sorry, I know I'm taking all your time. Belly binding, can you tell us a little bit about it, what it's for, and could we purchase that with you, even if you're not our postpartum doula? Is that a separate thing or is it part of a package?
2: Um, so both. So I make them. So most um, cultures in some way, shape or form have a form of a belly binding. So just like just wrap is what it sounds like wrapping up your abdomen so that after birth, everything kind of can mend back together and you can support your muscles and things like that after birth. And it's a basically a very, very long wrap that I sew and I show people how to wrap it up and like tie it in knots up your abdomen, like a spine in the middle. So it helps with posture, it helps to knit the muscles back together um, after the baby's born, and it helps with um, just feeling like you're being hugged, which is like an endorphin release. It really just makes you feel like comforted and um, just supported after birth. And it's a really nice way to to try to heal your body um, while you rest, kind um, of speed up the healing a little bit.
1: Is that a good uh, baby shower gift too?
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, I have... Um, one of my most popular things. so I, I sell belly binding packages where it's just belly binding where I either go to your home and wrap for you and give you the wrap and show you how to do it, or I do online um, belly binding where I mail you the wrap and then I show you how to use it online. and i I also offer a mama spa package, which includes a belly bind and a belly bind session, but it also includes like therapeutic tub soaking and like, foot rubs and like lots of teas that are good for postpartum and stuff like that, that I've gotten from herbalists in the area, like licensed herbalists in the area. Um, they try to link up with local companies too, and other, other experts around. And, uh, yeah, so those are my two most popular ones. It feels like a a spa package almost. Absolutely. (laughs) And this
1: Mm -hmm. is all available on your website. We can learn more. Yeah. Yeah, they're
2: all everything I have is online. And I I like the online format too, because it allows me to expand to moms who don't necessarily live in my area, which I love helping local moms. But now with COVID, I'm like, Oh, actually, I can help people in like New Jersey or like, you know, California or wherever. So um, it's kind of nice to just expand out a little bit and be able to help more people.
1: So if I ever do have a baby, you can be my online postpartum doula. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay. So everyone has to be sure to follow Andrea at upon arrival doula on Instagram, upon arrival on Facebook. And I love on your Facebook page, the videos you do with the resources. I watched one about the books that you just recently put up. It's really a great community and a great place to learn, to learn more. Um, but we have to go to your website, uponarrivaldoula.com. Everybody buy a postpartum doula session for their friend who's pregnant, their sister, <laughs> your cousin, yourself, yeah. belly binding. You see, these are the baby shower gifts as in, as not being a mother that I wouldn't think of. But these are, this is yep, amazing. Yeah,
2: no one ever done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so final thoughts. I'm going to leave this open-ended. What last piece of info or message would you like to leave with us today?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's see. I have a couple of notes here. So, uh,
1: yeah, share it all.
2: Yeah, oh, so an interesting thing that I found was in Eastern societies, village is still present there, and postpartum mood disorders are actually not as common there. Um, and so oh. that goes to it's it's so common here, actually, because the you know the term postpartum even refers to depression. So having a postpartum doula or just some kind of a support person in place for you, is um really important because it it literally has been the studies have been done that it can decrease the chance of postpartum mood disorders just because having that support helps your mental health like immensely and then let's see oh um i'm a former art teacher so i still have a passion for art teaching but i've recently mixed the two um, like birth nerd stuff and art nerd stuff. And so now I'm doing, I'm a a therapeutic um, art life coach too. So I do like online therapeutic art classes for moms, like affirmation art and stuff. So there's lots of outlets out there for moms, like online or in person. There's, if you're, if you feel like you need something creative to do, like journaling is a great way to process a birth story. Or making art is a great way to process um, some feelings you're having and things like that. Finding mother circles that are like, you know, arts-based or even just talk-based. They're all out there if you you look or if you have a a person planning your postpartum plan for you. They put put that on the plan for you and things like that um, in your area. So there's tons of resources out there for people who want that kind of therapeutic outlet afterwards.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Andrea, I want to thank you so much for joining me today on Wonderfield Week and for sharing your expertise with us. I learned a lot. I'm sure the listeners learned a lot, and I'm sure you're going to get a lot of traffic on Upon Arrival, uponarrival.com, on your Instagram. This was amazing.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, I love nerding out about birth and, and postpartum and everything. It's a lot of fun for me to talk about, so I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Just what the major takeaway from this is Find your village, your support system. Fill your own cup. You know we can't pour mm-hmm. from an empty cup. Uh, ask for help. You don't have to be Wonder Woman or Superman. You can ask for help. It does take a village. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that that saying is a thing. <laughs> it's tried and true. Well, thank you for teaching me so much.
2: No problem. Thanks for having me on. It was really fun. My first podcast, actually. So yay.
1: <laughs> oh yay. Oh, yay. Whatever you decide, I am at your
0: side. Do la la la, do la la, -la, do la la la, love. Do la la la, do la la, -la, do la la la, love. I am a do la. This means so much to me. Admiring mama, baby. That's my identity. I feel the call of birth and know what it is worth. Do la la la, do la la la, do la 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 la. Do la la la, do la la la, do la 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 love I am a do la. I love my little boy friends, ancient birth culture. With love in hearts and hands, let's work together in respect and harmony. Do la la la, do la la, la do la la la. La la-la-do-la-la-la-do-la-la-la, la 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 la